0: just your podcast uh feed uh what you are hearing is an american accent because i'm back motherfuckers i know it's been a little while but i'm fucking back it's me it's your boy jimmy baxter and i am back here on rogue opinions my home away from my home away from home and i'm joined by i mean the og the man who's keeping this ship moving mr nathan Greenaway. nathan hi buddy
1: Hi Jimmy, it's nice to hear your voice. It's good to be it's good to be back somewhere comfortable, like a yeah. comfortable seat. You know, like when you have to move in with someone and they don't let you bring your furniture, but you sort of like keep that one chair in storage mm-hmm. in case you ever need to go sit in it. Um, you are that chair.
0: Well, it is a pleasure to be sat on, sir. Um, uh, it is good to be back here on Rogue Opinions. I mean, we got a ton of stuff to talk about uh, from. I don't know, what has it been, about a year since my awful, awful American accent has been featured on the Rogue Opinions uh, feed? Not for lack of trying, by the way. I've just been super busy Do, making movies, uh, making the wrestling happen, blowing my voice out so consistently that I can't even sing anymore. Um, I mean, tons of shit. I mean, what have you been up to, man? Like, before I go on and on and on, what have you been up to? I've been up to a lot of stuff. So I have sort of spent the year um, Scott's dead. Uh, For those that don't
1: know and is wondering where the third one is, it's sad news. Sorry to break that to everyone. He is dead to us. He's not physically dead.
0: He's not physically dead. I'm sure he's I'm pretty sure the most recent thing on the feed is like a Scott podcast anyway. (laughs) Probably.
1: I mean, so this isn't the the this is still the A team Um, new and improved. In fact, new and improved since that last one that we did which was called The 18 team didn't have Jimmy. And we just sort of like, well, if they did Scooby-Doo without Scooby-Doo?
0: I mean, they are doing Scooby-Doo without Scooby-Doo. Did you see the trailer for Velma? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's an animated
0: series on uh, HBO Max. And uh, it's questionable. yeah, I believe, <laughs> I believe the last thing we did was uh, selling out with you, me, and Carlos about a year ago, 9-6-21. 9 6 That's good. 9, six, That's a long time ago.
1: So the podcast is going to be sort of like exactly the same as it used to be, except I think we're going to cover a lot more like cryptocurrency analysis and sort of really uh, give people strong market advice. But other than that,
0: the podcast I wasn't is going to be exactly going, the same. I wasn't going to do this podcast until Nathan explained to me exactly how into crypto he is. Yeah,
1: and super we, into crypto.
0: We just started texting about the blockchain mm. and about like... Um, I don't know what are other buzzwords, Nathan. You're the uh, you're the uh, the guy oh, here. I'm
1: really gonna discuss the market?
0: Yeah, the ups, the <laughs> yeah. the the downs,
1: peaks and troughs.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, back and forthing and yeah. whatnot.
1: Hashtag dollar sign.
0: Hashtag dollar sign. Hashtag home, ladies and gentlemen, because mm. that's what this is. It's mm. just uh, two guys sitting around having a few drinks like we used to, yeah. and originally we were gonna sit down and watch Royal Quest Two, which neither of us have had the time to do so we decided that we're just going to talk about the main event from night one we're going to get to that Mm -hmm. uh we got some things that i've been wanting to talk to nathan about i'm sure nathan's wanted to bring some things up to me so um yeah i don't know i mean what do you want to cover first nathan what i'm so i'm so giddy and excited i don't know what to do first i just want to
1: bring something to the table for a long time, and I think Jimmy, you're the first, you're the perfect person to bring this attention to. Mm. We got a review, well, not you because you've not been here, but I got a review, <laughs> and this review is so. And this is after a recent episode of the Naked Men podcast. Um, and it reads as follows Never has a podcast sounded more like doing acid
0: at your stepdad's place, <laughs> Nathan. You have achieved our dream at rogue opinions we we set out to do one thing and one thing only and i think you achieved that you and ben really hit the top of the mountain here
1: yeah exactly exactly so i really feel like a sense of achievement from reading that review um not specified is whether this is a positive or a negative thing but i guess that depends on the stepdad
0: that's true that's true i mean is he abusive is he fun is he drunk? Same he question those for those first two things, except drunk.
1: Yeah. Are um, any of them, like, mixed together? So is it, like, is he abusive but fun?
0: Just like that's the slogan. You're listening to the Rogue Opinions podcast. It's like doing acid at your stepdad's house. <laughs> that's a real specific scenario. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, like, the three people who've ever done acid at their stepdad's house, they're like, no, dude, I knew I liked this podcast for a reason, man. You know, like, it just sounds great. It sounds great.
1: You reckon there's any three people that have ever done that?
0: I'm Three people that also, like, the Venn diagram of those people and the people who listen to us. That's an overlapping Venn diagram, definitely. There's
1: a big
0: middle chunk. Yeah. there's like There's, like, a small intersecting part right there in the middle where those people are, like, huge listeners they go all the way back to when i was here all the time um you know the real listeners the real fans of rogue opinion i'm sure all one or two of you that will listen to this welcome uh, yeah. i've missed you i know you've probably had to deal with a lot since i've left um that's brought on uh scott and paul's rambling podcast i see as a uh as yeah that's,
1: a- that's joined the party so that's been a big a big hit hit for us that real mining that frazier um, gold, keeping that keeping that going. Did they um, ever bring Fraser back? I thought they were doing I, that.
0: I think they are. I think it's going to be on Paramount Plus or something. Um, let's oh, uh, let's they, bring. They got to
1: hurry up
0: with that because
1: that cast is—they are they ain't young, and it's been a few years pulling this together. And I
0: think he's in a new city. Yes, Fraser Crane is coming back to TV. City. Everyone's favorite. Radio Psychiatrist will join Paramount Plus Network with Kelsey Grammer starring. Paramount Plus announced that the reboot was being developed in 2021. Deadline reported and has now greenlit a full series. That's sad. I don't want to see it that again.
1: Because they,
0: were, they weren't young when they first did that show. Um, I'm trying to see. I think there's going to be guest stars from all the surviving cast members. <laughs> so one um, I think like two or three of them are still alive.
1: Jesus bleak. It's just going to be a big in-memoriam for the rest
0: of the <laughs> It's girls. a 22-minute in-memoriam.
1: <laughs> Spread over nine episodes. This isn't a good idea. The only way this works. Okay, you know what? We're, we're going to do this. I know you guys are here for a wrestling update, uh, but we'll we'll get there. We'll talk about CM Punk in, in a bit. Um, but first, Jimmy, 2022, they're bringing Frasier back with a brand new cast. So think of it like son of Frazier or daughter of Frazier. Who is uh-huh. Fraser Crane?
0: And and it's they're not rebooting it, they're just continuing it but with a new cast. No, that no,
1: they are rebooting it.
0: Oh, from the get, from the ground up. <laughs> from the up.
1: very from the ground up. So um Kelsey Graham is gone. Who's Frasier? Who's Niles? Who's the dog?
0: And I don't remember the rest of the cast. So I'm gonna go I'm just gonna go and name the entire cast. You yeah, get the entire yeah. cast from It's yep. Always Sunny in Philadelphia to be the Fraser reboot. God damn that's good. Danny DeVito is the dog. Danny DeVito is the father, the grumpy, somewhat racist father. You got Dennis. Dennis would absolutely be Frazier. Uh it's Glenn yeah. Howard and Glenn Howard would be Frasier. Um Niles would have to be I would say Charlie. Charlie Day. Uh, Mac is involved in there somehow. Um
1: They swap every episode. They they rotate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's a different uh it's just a different cast. Like every like every, like they, it's all the same people. They just play different parts every episode. So it's like super hard to follow and like really confusing.
1: <laughs> Instead of a radio show, he would definitely have a podcast.
0: Oh yeah. He would just do a like a, like a, like a, what's his name? On a doctor, not Dr. Phil fucking. Joe Rogan. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I, I'm going to kick myself when I Googling fucking. quickly. It's a YMH studio show. Um Is. Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Dr. Definitely. Drew in there where he's just giving sex advice to people and being weird. Yeah, and
1: the show's not even about sex. No, no, it's not. It starts off like about like a really deep dive into the uh, Black Adam trailer. But it ends <laughs> It ends up every week. So it somehow ends up being sex
0: advice. Someone calls in and it's just like, you know, what do you guys think of uh, what the DCEU is doing by adding uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson? You go, All right, thank you for your call. Uh, appreciate it. But what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to go down on your girlfriend first. All right. You're really going to want to get in there. So you have to do as least work as possible when you get into the dis- disappointing few minutes that will be intercourse for you. You son of a bitch. I bet he would do a really deep laugh. And be like, <laughs> Speaking of a Johnson. <laughs> Speaking about a rock hard Johnson. Um, have you guys missed us yet? Is, this, is I wish we
1: were sponsored by Bleacher at this point. <laughs> He's such a good head. <laughs> Um, so yeah cryptocurrency analysis as well so that's what the show bringing it back to what the show is actually going to be about but also i think jimmy we're in a really unique position where we could perhaps also turn this podcast into like parenting advice we could we absolutely
0: could the the day one parent podcast you know you first get home with your little bouncing i don't know crying bundle of ooze or whatever the fuck um yeah, I mean, we we, I mean, I have just mountains of advice for people who have kids, people looking to have kids, what to expect when you're expecting to expect, you know, the whole thing. Yeah,
1: a whole shebang. Yeah, and I think that's really what this podcast is. It's going to be the same as it ever used to be, but there's also going to be a lot of a lot of new parenting advice for people. So remaining the same but different.
0: So that's that's the name of this this the episode of this podcast. What is this podcast about?
1: Yeah. Well, we've already said cryptocurrency, new parents, new dads in a in a world that really only looks after the new mum. We're going to stand up for the man. New, crypt-
0: um, new crypto parents, yeah. New know.
1: crypto parents. How to be a first time parent and be a crypto person. Yeah. Uh, what is an NFT? We're really going to cover that next week on the show, um, but also the show is going to be very much the same as ever. You.
0: Oh yeah, I mean we're not changing anything except for the fact that it's going to be mostly NFT. Crypto and you know just a a, a wide assortment of topics. We're gonna bring you your Marvels and your AEWs and your WWEs and your you know all that. But with them, we got Bitcoin, we got Doge, we got other coins that have yet to be mined. We know about them already because we're on the inside. We got the inside track.
1: Yeah, also this is gonna be a Sticks tribute podcast. We're really gonna deep dive into the band's beginning. and what they're, what they're up to these days, since their 1995 comeback. Um, so that's really, I don't think we're also going to go through some of the best hits, like Lady. Um, and Sailing. other ones as well. Yeah, and as well. As well, Babe. We're going to talk about Babe.
0: Oh, are we, you can't have a Sticks tribute podcast and not talk about Babe.
1: You can't not. Crystal Ball as well, a, a brilliant album. Uh, so we're really going to deep dive into that. And uh, so here for all your Sticks latest news. <laughs> 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 that's what the podcast about but also exactly the same as it ever used to be
0: yeah i mean nothing is going to change except for like three or four major things
1: yeah also legalize it big legalize yeah, I mean, it podcast
0: legalize this podcast ladies and gentlemen yeah, yeah i didn't know if you guys knew this yet in the last couple of years but you have been committing several felonies by listening to this podcast every single episode
1: it's pretty, exactly. None of you even realized it. We were sort of hypnotizing you, like uh, some sort of magician. And listening to this podcast is outlawed in 28 uh, Mexican states. So all you Mexicans and four this countries. It. Yeah, four countries. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, four we really got to
0: get those numbers up, though, Nathan. I really start. I I really think we got to start upping those numbers. Those are rookie numbers.
1: Mm, they're not. They're not good. You know what? I, this is genuine. This podcast is remaining exactly the same, but I'm just going to go on a diatribe about something else. We did get a listener, one listener recently in Costa Rica, and I was thinking there are not that many people in Costa Rica. So if we could win this person over, we could theoretically take over Costa Rica pretty easily. Number one podcast in
0: Costa Rica. We could be dictators in Costa Rica.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we probably both look like (laughs) ones.
0: Jesus Christ. (laughs)
1: I reckon we look like a Costa Rican dictator.
0: Hola, me Jaime, your new dictator.
1: <laughs> do you think they would believe you?
0: They've heard the podcast. They have no other choice but to believe me.
1: Do you reckon you would get... How easy do you think it would be to suck you into like a serious cult?
0: For me to get sucked into one or for me to suck other people into one? No, for those are to two very su- different answers.
1: you to get sucked into one, how easy do you think someone could just win you over completely?
0: Not very. I'm pretty discerning. You know, like, I've, I'm pretty sure everybody's lying to me all the time anyway, you know? Mm. So I, I think I'd be a little, I mean, it depends on their methods. I mean, I, okay, the wife isn't here. So if they, do they have some, like, huge-titted broad, like, being super nice to me at the bar? Is, like, is that what's going on?
1: It could be. It depends, like, what, hap- what happens going forward. Like, that could just be the beginning. That could be them sending out the feelers, and all of a sudden, bang, you're in Jonestown.
0: Is Jonestown nice this time of year?
1: I'm pretty sure after that mass suicide, it doesn't exist anymore.
0: I mean, okay, so like, here's the thing: are are am I gonna have options for the drink that they're gonna take that that I'm supposed to take to get on the spaceship or whatever the fuck those people were doing? Because I'm doing like a low carb thing and like (laughs) definitely ain't gonna cut it. (laughs) Yeah, like I can't I can't exactly spike my sugar right now. I'm doing keto, you know. So I mean. Like, I really got to have options. So if they
1: gave you, like, a diet soda water, are you, are you drinking soda. that Kool-Aid?
0: No, no, because diet soda water tastes like TV static. Yeah, it probably does.
1: We don't really have soda water here
0: that no, I know you of. You don't have fizzy, I have fizzy water?
1: We have fizzy water, but I thought soda water was different.
0: That's yeah, like seltzer, right? That's all it is.
1: Oh, yeah, we do have that then.
0: Hmm. i was gonna say what kind of backwoods fucking island do you live on that you don't have fucking seltzer uh
1: i don't think we call it seltzer
0: it's fizzy water
1: i think it's just fizzy water
0: fizzy we have
1: fancy ones that, look, that come in glass bottles but those are for the fancy fancy boys and that's what this podcast is going to be about next week ranking fizzy water best to worst
0: that's it. fizzy water best to worst and nfts and nfts
1: well you'll be able to buy this podcast in the form of an nft
0: Yeah, I mean, we're going to move over to a strictly NFT podcast model where you'll be able to own episodes of this podcast in perpetuity if you pay us $100 million.
1: It's just a gif of our waveforms.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) NFTs are JPEGs, aren't they? I've already exposed myself. But anyway, you think – so we're we're talking you're at the bar, big titty girl, and as long as they've got like a zero-carb drink, you're heading to Guatemala.
0: Yeah, Probably, I mean, if she's, like, super nice, you know, and, like, oh, if she buys me the drink, too, like, if she's just like, oh, no, don't worry about it, and she's like, hey, look over there, and, like, breaks the pill up or whatever into my drink, and I don't see it, you know, I mean, I, I'd like to be, you know, I like to be schmoozed, I, I like to think that's,
1: it. um, suckering you into a cult, though, that's, like, roofing you at the club.
0: Yeah, but then if I wake up from a roofie, and I'm suddenly in Guatemala, or Honduras, or Peru... You know, or at the top of Machu Picchu.
1: Any other countries? How many more can you name?
0: Oh, so many, Nathan. I'm glad you <laughs> asked. There's Argentina, Mexico, Brazil. I mean, anywhere down in the, sou- in the southern hemisphere. So I'm like truly uncomfortable the entire time because I don't know if you know this or not, Nathan. I think we've talked about it in the past, ladies and gentlemen. I don't like humidity. Or he- and the combination of those two things makes me want to rip my skin off and run in circles until i'm nothing more than a pile of viscera and skeleton yeah we have covered that that's a well-known thing about you that's on your imdb trivia it actually is yeah word um, for it. yeah word for i that's where i was reading it from i actually do have an imdb pigeon i believe it or not. <laughs> well i'm gonna fill out the trivia <laughs> Dude, you should. You totally should. Just add little bits of trivia. It's like really Hates good. Humidity. <laughs> it's if you want to go on to IMDb and you have an IMDb Plus or premium account and you want to add things to my trivia, I will not flag any of them. Just go ahead. Just put crazy shit in there. I mean, listen, don't put in there that I, like, fuck dogs or something. Like, don't... Let's make them funny. You know, let's not... Let's not go for low-hanging fruit here. That's our job on this podcast about NFTs and baking advice and you know
1: your IMDb? were you in green is gold no. no that's not either
0: were you in soldier no well, that's I'm, jimmy baker oh, i think i'm i think i'm my jimmy baxter oh let me see it might be james if baxter. you look up joseph finnegan you'll find me <laughs> that's his stage name no because i uh, he wrote and directed he made the thing i didn't even make. Uh, listen i don't want you to i don't want anyone to think i went and made myself an imdb page because i did a few short films no we get um, it you're super fucking rich i'm so yeah i'm so i'm so fucking rich <laughs> he's got I'm an only so page he's rich.
1: super fucking rich he's doing he's got podcast money i've got
0: that <laughs> i've got that fuck you podcast money <laughs>
1: yeah he's got that rogue opinions nft money
0: i got that rogue opinions nft money yeah that's exactly what i got um, I think
1: you would i don't mean to insult you jimmy but i think you would quite easily get suckered into like not a religious cult but like a a sci-fi cult
0: sci-fi cult
1: yeah like a cult where um they just like convince you this crazy sci-fi thing is going to happen. If they had like made up evidence, I think you would get sucked in.
0: Okay, so like if they were like pitching like, oh no, dude, you don't understand. Like aliens, they're coming, look at all this evidence. Am I high for this? Am I like, am I high or like stoned? Jimmy, am come I, on, stoned? it's you. Of you're- okay, so am I normal high? Am I like during the week high? Or am I like I'm on my weekend high? All right, let's call this a it's, a it's a
1: cool Wednesday, New Jersey night in the middle of October. OK, so it's whatever right. the high that is.
0: Uh, well, let's take a look at the local <laughs> temperatures on the ones, ladies and gentlemen. Bergen County, New Jersey. It is currently 63 degrees Fahrenheit and 17 degrees Celsius. Um, pretty warm, pretty warm still for uh, nearly winter. Um. It's a nice fall day by, uh, let's see, we're going to go down into the 40s tonight, though. It's going to be, you know, super chill. Uh, it's going to be about seven degrees tomorrow morning, you know, nice and early. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, Wednesday nights are my Friday night, so uh, probably be pretty drunk. Um, is it late?
1: <laughs> let's say when the, um, I won't call him a ringleader, but when like the cult leader, the cult leader scout. Um, sort of corners you with this evidence. Let's say it's eight thirty-eight in the evening. You've popped outside for an e-cigarette. Of
0: course, Cigarette. yeah, because we yeah. don't we don't smoke actual nicotine or tobacco. It's All vaping. That's what yeah. our next episode is going to be primarily <laughs> about. <is> vaping. <laughs> big, <e-c- laughs>
1: big vaping podcast. We're going to be blowing clouds next uh, next week here on Rogue Opinions.
0: Yeah, next next week it's going to be an all video podcast where me and Nathan. We're going to show off all of our dope vaping skills. Um, We're going to show off all of our clouding. And uh, as I am not totally Googling like vape terminology, just, you know.
1: Oh, man. Some like sick puffs. (laughs)
0: So just some sick, like, you know, you know, just, you know, your my e-cigarette and the vapor, you know, I'm getting that cloud going.
1: (laughs) Getting in that cloud, becoming some sort of weather god
0: with some weather god yeah see I'm, yeah. I'm just a vapor
1: so you're and it's a uh, candy floss is the uh the flavor you went for and that's where they approach you and they're like dude dude you want to see something cool like i i could prove aliens are. Rude. and you're like oh yeah of course you can man go on in. and then bam evidence it's like made up it's clearly made of, like polystyrene but you're so like tricked out on quaaludes at this point because uh, it's 1985
0: Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> Quaaludes,
1: Quaaludes still exist <laughs> yeah. Quaaludes still exist in this analogy and uh yeah, you're just so tricked out, you're like whoa, and then you go back to their compound.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean like they they could see me coming from a mile away, Nathan, because I got my, my sick vape stick, you know, <laughs> like my batteries all charged up got my face tattoos you know, <laughs> and my grill my sick fucking grill yes. and like I got this like sick grill dude like it's it's nuts i mean they knew exactly who they were Mm. coming for
1: when they They, signed me up you topped up your vape liquid before you left your your mom's boyfriend's place bro i
0: got pods dude like you don't even know i got like i got like a whole like fanny pack you know a whole bum bag filled with with pods for when i run out because i'm just just ripping steam bro i'm just ripping clouds all day
1: God, it's definitely an idea for like some sort of like vape cult out there somewhere. Someone's going to have a really good idea. We're going to be watching Comedy Central at some point And someone is going to make that into a sketch because they listen to this podcast it isn't going to change.
0: No, it's never. I mean, listen, this podcast is I mean, the first thing that anybody can ascertain from this podcast so far is that it is not going to change. At how all. many
1: e-cigarettes simultaneously like how many simultaneous e-cigarette clouds? Do you think you'd have to blow out to affect the weather?
0: I think if every person who vaped on the planet Earth took a big, huge, like, crackling rip from their battery and pointed straight up at the sky, (laughs) we could move this planet several feet further away from the sun, thereby cooling I just imagine the earth would just cough
1: and then like the moon would just be
0: covered in glitter. And the the, the moon is just like, bro, could you not blow up my... Dude, clothes?
1: dude, come on.
0: Dude. You know about my lungs, man. Bro, you know, I've been trying to quit that shit, man. I, I, I don't have any right now. I don't have any bandwidth right now uh, for behavior.
1: <laughs> just, they're just DJ quals from uh, the core. <laughs> <laughs> everyone in my imagination is just that guy. oh my god what a great fucking i know everyone wants to hear us talk about marvel but um, like, the core is one everyone should go watch surprisingly long though it's like two and a half hours
0: jesus christ i don't need that much DJ
1: in your in though, your like. mind have you seen the core i think so in your mind isn't it like 90 minutes
0: call or the core
1: the core with aaron eckhart and uh Hilary swank and they have to drill down to the center of the earth to restart right. the core it's a great fucking movie.
0: Yeah, no, I've seen this. Yeah, it's, it's so good,
1: but it's like two and a half hours long. You can't like it rewatch is very it. Very long. Chill.
0: Eighty-five million dollar budget, though.
1: That's a lot of money for two
0: thousand three. That is a lot of money. Did it make a profit?
1: Um, no way, it made a fucking profit. There's no way on this, no way on this vape filled earth.
0: No way on this. <laughs> that this just trip cloudy Let's see. They made seventy four point one million dollars. So no the shit, the core made a loss. Fuck. The film grossed thirty three point one million dollars thirty-three point one million in the United States, another forty three million overseas for a total of seventy four point one million dollars against a, a production budget of eighty five. So they lost eleven million dollars on it. That's a lot of money to lose on Hillary Swank. People I mean,
1: forget that that movie starts with Hillary Swank landing a shuttle in the LA River. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. People don't think about that often enough, Jimmy.
0: And I, I think more people should. Yeah, that's why
1: next week, Corecast. <laughs> the Corecast, yes. We're gonna watch um, we're gonna watch along the core. God, I would actually really be up for that. <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ.
1: It's a great movie. Um anyway, Jimmy, do you know what it's time for?
0: What is it time for?
1: Time for you to update us on everything that's going on in the world of Marvel.
0: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Marvel Studios uh, announced, uh, well, debuted the trailer for uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania the other day. Uh, as we record this, it was the other day. And um got to say, for a trailer in what has been, uh, I don't know, like a slow um, year for Marvel... Uh, this trailer for Quantumania has been like really encouraging to see. We got the return of Jonathan Majors, uh, Evangeline Lilly, Bill Murray is also in it, Paul Rudd, of course, Kath, uh, Catherine Newton playing Cassie for the first time. Um, and it looks amazing. Have you seen this trailer, Nathan? I have seen this trailer.
1: I have I have watched the trailer. It looked good. It looked good. I like that they... Um, it literally looks like you know how they usually de-age actors mm-hmm. like they up-aged Paul Rudder
0: well they have to dude
1: he's the man doesn't old. age yeah I know I know He is, he's fantastic have you seen um living with myself
0: oh is that when he has like the the duplicate yeah yes living great with great show that's so, so good. good I hope they do a season two
1: one day but I also know the story was kind of complete so I wouldn't be mad if they never did but great show um, but anyway, that's not what this is about. Uh, yeah, it looked good. It looked like they finally upped the stakes. in Because Phase, the four. last Phase, phase four. was kind of like a filler arc in an anime.
0: Yeah. Where
1: everything's colorful, but you don't know who anyone is. And you're never going to see them again. <laughs> and, um, well, be-
0: because like all of these movies in Phase 4, were, although some of them were very fun and very good, a lot of them were forgettable missable yeah. uh didn't really do anything to um extend the universe none of them felt as interwoven as the first three uh film series did you know what i mean like where everything mm. in the first three phases pretty much was just like oh we're leading to something phase yeah. four was very much like here's what spider-man's doing and go look and see what fat thor is up to with the guardians for two seconds and like oh there's doctor strange over there doing a thing You know like everybody seemed very distant and far away and ant-man and the wasp quantumania really gave me hope uh it does look a lot have you seen the comparison to spy kids 3d
1: (laughs) that was really funny when i saw that picture (laughs) that did crack me up
0: it said spy kids did it better and it was all the shots from the trailer and like they're all pretty much all in the same colors and uh, it's just wonderful uh the internet is undefeated ladies and gentlemen i said it before on this podcast and i'll say it again the internet is undefeated yeah um so can- i'm looking forward to it february right now february 17th 2023 is the release date for ant-man and the wasp Quantumania. looks great uh we're getting some kang in there we're getting mm-hmm. you know fun stuff fun paul rudd things evangeline lily you Always know which is not being a wild uh anti-vaxxer and stuff you know she's a fun actress i love her i loved i loved her on lost but uh in real life she's she's a nutball anyway moving on uh guardians of the galaxy the holiday special uh has been filmed and it is coming out november 25th 2022 yeah uh written and directed by james gunn they filmed this at the same time uh as uh guardians 3 so i'm very much looking forward to this in the trailer obviously we got to see uh, that Kevin Bacon is involved as himself. Um, and uh, it's it says on Google that it's going to be around 40 minutes. I I would wager it's going to be like 45 an hour. You know, just it'll be something fun, something stupid. Uh, I'm looking forward to this a lot because the Guardians are maybe my favorite non-Avengers movies in the, uh, the MCU. What about you, Nathan? Yeah,
1: this will be good. I reckon it'll be 35 minutes with 20 minutes of credits if it's really going to be a Marvel project.
0: That's true, uh, yeah. <laughs> Whenever you'd watch one of these episodes or something, it would be like, oh, this episode is 45 minutes long. And you're like, you really mean it's 32, and then there's like a seven-minute credits thing, right? Like, yeah, Literally. Um
1: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, of course, these characters are quite interesting. Um, DC's James Gunn, which is interesting.
0: Yes, uh, uh, James Gunn. Topic. James so, Gunn announced uh, uh, as the uh, sort of Kevin Feige. <laughs> Of the DC Universe now. Which
1: kind of tells us that Guardians 3 is the end. Even though Dave Batista already told us that. Because for some reason he's just so mad at everyone he ever works with. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's an odd person.
0: Um, I can't wait for him to be like Glass Onion is the last murder mystery I'm ever doing. Mm. God, that
1: movie looks so fucking
0: good. It does look really fun I'm good. so into Glass Onion.
1: I'm also yeah. really into um, that M. Night Shyamalan movie he's in. Where what he's see, like, what I'm not oh, it's called knock at the cabin or something. And he's like this again. It's, it's funny because we just did an entire um, very serious discussion about cults. But he's like a really nutty, weird, religious cult guy. And so he's wearing like a button up checked shirt. He's got glasses on and he's just he seems to like invade this couple's cabin. And it's like he's preaching at them that the world's coming to an end. It looks fucking mad.
0: That, yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm I'm not watching the trailer right now, obviously, because we're doing a podcast. That would be
1: unprofessional.
0: No, I mean, how how dare one of us, you know, put something on on mute while the other person is talking? It's funny. And, um,
1: I saw someone after I watched that trailer, as someone tweeted out, because again, the internet is undefeated. They said Dave Batista is like if Bob Hoskins was fucking massive. <laughs> Oh, well, that's just amazing.
0: Oh, my God. Because he
1: does look really odd in, like, a buttoned-up jacket shirt. Buttoned up all the way to the top button. How big is the neck on that shirt? That's got to be, like, a 20-inch neck.
0: I mean, his traps are insane. Um, he's
1: huge. But, like, whenever he was wrestling, because he was always facing the Undertaker, Kane, even Randy Orton is, like, taller than him. You always thought, like, oh, Batista's quite, like, middling. But he's, like, he is tall. But compared to those guys, he didn't look tall. He just looked wide as fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah, he always just looked. He looked gigantic. Like he looked like a refrigerator next to like a bookshelf. You know what I mean? Oh
1: yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. It's like um, it's crazy, but he's
0: actually gigantic. He's gigantic. I mean, he's huge. He's absolutely huge. I mean, look at him next to like um some of the actors in the Guardians movies and stuff. Like those aren't like look at him next to like Chris Evans and stuff and Chris Hemsworth. Like, not small men. And no. he is just towering over them.
1: A lot of people do that. They're, like, really surprisingly huge. I think Randy Orton is definitely, like, number one for me. Um, but the one that always gets me, and I think I've told this story several times in the podcast, so I'll do it briefly, was when I went to, like, some convention thing and Billy Gunn was there. Billy Gunn is a fucking mountain. He's hench.
0: He's hench <laughs> He's as
1: hell. He's gigantically tall. He's literally, like, six, well, he was, this was in the 2000s. Probably like mid 2000s, so not his prime obviously, but like physically, probably his prime. He's like 6'5 or whatever, <laughs> like ginormous man. Um, but yeah, to bring it back to Guardians, I, I'm looking forward to it. I love Kevin Bacon. Did you watch Kevin Bacon's episode of Hot Ones?
0: Uh, yes, I, I, a I'm a joyous religious man. watcher of Hot Ones. Same, I've, watched I've not watched one. Um, the one
1: that came out today. Was it Cate Blanchett? I saw the YouTube notification, but I've not watched it yet. Um, but uh, what a joy, what a gem of a man Kevin Bacon is I had no idea he had so many like albums so I started I mean, listening to Bacon Brothers music. he's great oh super talented like crazy talented and um he's been in some like absolute garbage movies but he's also I I haven't watched that cop show yet on Paramount Plus what's it called I can't remember now but I will watch it um because Kevin Bacon's great
0: yeah I mean he is he's great this trailer does look fucking amazing by the way
1: Oh, Knock at the Cabin, or whatever. Yeah. What's
0: it called? Knock at the Cabin.
1: Oh, it is that. Yeah, he's uh, it's going to be hopefully a good movie. Well, the thing is, it's, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie, so the trailer looks great. I will tentatively go see it at the cinema. <laughs> but Mr. Shyamalan, is, uh, he's on a bad run that's stretching about 20 years at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he even managed to let us down with Glass. And we all, if you're a long-time listener of this podcast... You know my feelings on the on Glass Unbreakable and Split, and it, it, I mean the man is. Just, I mean, look, listen. What was the other one? Fucking uh, Signs, Lady in the Water. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I mean, it just goes on and on. I heard Old is good, but I, I don't know if I trust him enough to go and see that movie. Oh, uh, Old was not good. Yeah, see that. There you go.
1: It was It was so plot holes you could drive trucks through. Lovely.
0: Like, Absolutely literally lovely
1: the the most insanely stupid things in that movie and it, the most uncomfortable stuff as well like um it's been out for a year do you want me to spoil a bit for you
0: oh uh, please i'm not gonna i'm not gonna really go out of my way
1: there's literally like a, these characters obviously everyone ages rapidly so there's literally like these characters in like a 20 minute period who are kids and then this young girl becomes a woman and has a baby which is just stupid. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Because you've
1: just seen her as like a five-year-old. And then like 20 minutes later, she's giving birth. And you're like, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> like, This is weird. But uh, Yeah, but also, it, the story just doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's M. Night on in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah,
1: the twist is that he tricked you to see this movie. Another one. It's
0: just like, oh. yeah. <laughs> he just, aha, got you into the theater again, you fuck.
1: <laughs> Literally. It's literally just that. You, you just feel bad at the like, Oh, he got me again.
0: Yeah, you but son he, of a bitch.
1: They keep giving him money. They, they just keep doing it. Dave Batista money.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, if Batista wants to work with you, I mean, see, how bad is it that, like, and I'm not, and I am Night One movie comes out, and I'm like, eh, but then I'm like, oh, but Batista agreed to do it, and he makes decent choices, right?
1: Um, Kind of, I guess. He's been on a lot of good stuff recently like he was in dune army of the dead was fucking great army of the dead was really fun yeah i know people were shouting it a bit because it was like um stuber wasn't great it was funny to begin with but then it was like the same bit about him being blind and the guy being an uber driver for like yeah. 90 minutes You just like are hey, you going to need another joke but my spy my spy was fantastic
0: was it really oh man i love my spy it's um, a good movie they're doing a second one as well he did. Uh, he did. Specter. He was Inspector. That movie's yeah, awesome for like five minutes. Yeah, but that movie's awesome.
1: Kinda. They got Christoph Waltz and then gave him about then kept him in shadows for ages.
0: Hotel Artemis looked like it was going to be cool. I never watched it, but you know. Uh
1: just watch the Jeff Goldblum scene.
0: There's just a scene with Jeff Goldblum. Just one.
1: Oh, he's like barely in the movie. All right. But yeah, there is a Jeff Goldblum scene.
0: I mean, you've already made the sale, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did you honestly not know that? Huh? I say that like everyone saw Hyte No, I, just I honestly
0: I honestly didn't. I remember seeing um the trailer for it at the time and I was like, oh this looks cool. And then I just never saw it.
1: Oh dude, yeah, Jeff Goldblum like appears and he's just this he's basically just his character from Four Ragnarok, but in an
0: R-rated movie. It's my birthday. <laughs> um so wait so jody foster's in it sterling yep. k brown charlie day yep. batista as we mentioned by uh brian tyree henry who i love i think he's great um okay yeah all it's right
1: not, it's it's just hotel not. This is hotel artemis this is hotel artemis yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't go out of your way to watch it i would literally just youtube the jeff goldblum
0: scene zachary quinto i like zachary quinto kenneth Choi. do we still like zachary quinto
1: I but like As Zachary a society,
0: do we still like him? I like Zachary Quinto.
1: What has he done in the last like since the last Star Trek
0: movie? Uh he's done a lot of those um or at least one or two of those uh what is those those uh audio dramas on um what's that? Audible. He needs to fire his agent. Maybe he doesn't want to do a lot of it. Maybe he's just like old and gay and wanting to hang out at home. He's not old. He's older, he's in his forties. That's like prime. I mean Pierce Brosnan is a superhero now. Yeah,
1: and he's like seventy.
0: Let's see what he's done. Oh, they're doing a they're doing a Star Trek four. Oh, fuck's sake, <laughs> just Arden. let things go. <laughs> I mean, I guess people need. Uh, well, he's in American Horror Story a lot too.
1: I do enjoy American Horror Story, although I haven't seen a season since the Hotel one, where Lady Gaga was just naked oh. the entire time.
0: Dude, you gotta watch the season right after that. It's called um, uh, Roanoke. I'm actually rewatching it right now with the wife because she has not ever seen it, and it's fucking great. Would your wife get sucked into a cult? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she's very, sad. she's very trusting. <laughs> I mean, look, she's look who she's with. You people hmm. have heard the things I say on this podcast. A you know the... hit podcaster. Yes. yes. Anyway, I mean, that she has... was. She has come to a couple of the Pro Wrestling Magic shows and she's like, oh, this is fun. I'm like, OK, thanks.
1: And that was your Marvel Roundup. From that is my opinion.
0: Marvel um, Another big thing that has happened uh, in the time that I've not been on this podcast, and I'm not sure if you talked about it because, let's be real, I couldn't be bothered. Um, it's fine. Is uh, the CM Punk Media Scrum that took place uh, back in September um, after AEW's All Out in Chicago. And it just seems mm. like every time he's won the title, the uh, AEW world title, he goes, oh, I'm going to jump into the crowd, you know, or, oh, I, I'm going to talk shit about every single person in the back because my my peck is torn while I'm eating muffins. Yeah. I mean, I what like, was your just... what was your initial reaction to seeing it when you did see it? Um, I'm not a guy that knows a lot about CM Punk.
1: I need to confess that I didn't watch his WWE like main WWE run because I'd stopped watching by then. I remember ECW Punk. I remember when he won Money in the Bank. And then I kind of checked out. And then by the time I'd come back to the world, CM Punk had been and gone. Um, So A, I didn't have any nostalgia for CM Punk. So when he came out, I was happy, because it's nice to see people just happy in life. Um, But I think the weird thing is, it kind of falls into that thing of, there's often a reason why everyone hates someone (laughs) and the entire time it's been like oh the WWE is so shitty and I'm not saying they weren't shitty because I don't know really know the backstory I know bits and pieces but they come with like time for when I found out about them rather than at the time but there's everyone who was like yeah he was a dick yeah he was an arsehole I saw a comment from RVD recently he was just like I've never met anyone with an ego that big and then um and then it turned out the person everyone said was shitty is shitty. Is <laughs> like, not often that much of a surprise.
0: Kel, so. Kel surprise.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I wasn't like massively surprised. I was shocked that he would just like do it next to his boss that's paying him like presumably millions. But that, and then I think that says a lot about what these people think of him as a boss but they just feel people seem to just feel like they can just get away with this shit. Like, because it's happening like time and time again at that place. So from a distance, given I don't watch the product, I don't really know who a lot of these people are, but like, um, it just seems like it is inmates running the asylum. And what he did was just throw like a lit fuse in the middle of it all with CM Punk.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you you had to, um, you had to expect that at some point something was going to happen. um, I think that allowing him to go out there and I mean, listen, Chris Jericho likes to talk about that. He is like the locker room leader in AEW. Like, why didn't anybody walk out like that's the shit was on YouTube. Like mm. you could have just watched it as it was happening. You could have stood at the back of the room and watched it. And I'm sure Phil's fucking his fucking his cowardly ass or who knew if he wasn't fucking concussed or he had lost a lot of blood, or why he was acting this way. I mean, just I mean, listen, I know, guys, it's the end of October and we're talking about something that happened a month and a half ago, but it is still very relevant Uh, as we sit here last night on Dynamite, there was a video package for the Elite uh, so they seem to be coming back soon but Ace Steel has been fired, which he should have been, let's be real Um, after the brawl that took place backstage which, how do you have a situation like that where like these are all grown-ass men you're fighting in front of the, the head of HR. Somebody gets bit. A dog is being attacked. Like, to uh, one day the one day the Dark Side of the Ring episode is going to come out about this, and it's going to be monumental. Yeah, I okay. guess. Yeah, it, it will be. Like, it sounded pretty wild, and
1: it is unfortunate. It's, I guess it's good that people are coming back. Hopefully, those guys actually do stay, and it's not just like, yeah, we need you to come back. Hopefully, it's generally because like, they were in the right which hopefully that's it but then there just seems to be there just seems to be a new drama from that place every day and maybe some of it is a work maybe tony khan encourages people to like go outside it but you can't just let a load of wrestlers whose job it is to make sure that they are the most as over as can be have so much freedom um, I don't. And I'm not saying you can't. Probably can't go in the other direction of WWE's under Vince ultra sanitized. Everything's done by a writer as well. You need to find like a fine line. Probably. I'm speaking thinking someone who really doesn't know a lot about how most of this stuff works. But I'm guessing you can't really have put wrestlers in charge of the shows to that extent when they selfishly want to be the best.
0: Mm-hmm. They, like, they want to like, be they it's they like not. putting
1: actors in charge of the movie they're in. It's like, well, I want the most scenes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I need more lines.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, it seems like it's gone too far the other way at that place, but then it had gone too far the other other way in WWE. Triple H seems to have found a little bit of a balance for the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, let, let's see what happens. I mean, word is that they're attempting to buy out CM Punk's, uh, you know, I, I the, the rest of his contract. But, I, I mean, if it were me... If I were Tony Khan, I would be putting in something in the contracts where if you publicly diss the company in any way, shape or form, um, then like you, you don't, you aren't entitled to a buyout. You just get fired and you're done. Yeah, you can't hand him a load of money for that. Just
1: make him sit there. could like, do, just, just make him sit there and, and just pay him. You've got the money to do it. And then at least then uh, you've got a bit of room for if he does want to come back again. But... It seems like this time people kind of went, oh, this guy really wasn't worth it.
0: And he had a great year. He had a great year. Like, he had that match with Darby. Um, He had uh, that six-man with uh, Sting and Darby Allen versus, like, the Pinnacle at one point. He had, like, a lot of really dope matches. He had that match with Dax Harwood, which was fucking incredible. Um, He had a lot of really good matches. He had a really good run. And to go out there and ruin it – like, okay – Maybe uh, let's let me play devil's advocate here like this. I mean, at the time, Punk knew he tore his peck. He knew he was going to be out nine months. OK, so if you go out there and you bury the company and you let it all die down for nine months, maybe you come back as a heel or whatever the case may be. And you put out little things here and there about, oh, they're trying to buy him out of his contract and this and that and the other thing. And Kenny Omega probably wasn't fully healed yet. The Bucks probably wanted a couple of months off. And all this other shit, maybe some stuff did happen. But if you're going to leave that money on the table of not doing this program of CM Punk versus Omega or CM Punk and a partner versus the Bucks or something like if there was no way around it, fine. But to leave that money on the table just seems stupid to me as a wrestling fan, first and foremost. Yeah, even as like a businessman, it doesn't make
1: any sense. Like, why wouldn't you just try and bury the hatchet and make some money? Offers of like nothing makes more money than genuine heat. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, like the, the match, the match people have been wanting since Punk left wrestling in 2014 was him and Kenny Omega, mm. and now you're not gonna do that.
1: Yeah. Really? Why? Why would you not? You would. It would make the most amount of money. It doesn't even need to be good. Like, just just come back and at least put it out there and and do what you got to do. But just to like, I don't know, just to implode so spectacularly is he must have had like, I'm sure he's got his reasons. Maybe him and Tony Khan just didn't get along. Maybe him and the elite just didn't get along. But to like burn everything down in just one thing and just be like, I'm out. Um, Or maybe maybe it's all a work. There's always still that.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, if it's a work and because like, listen, like I said, Punk was injured the night of All Out again. And he had to drop the title again. So if maybe in, his, in their wrestling minds, maybe they were like, hey, Kenny's going to need some time off soon. Why don't we just do it now? The Bucks are probably like, we're going to want some time off too. Let's just say X, Y, and Z happened. This whole big thing broke down. Then we'll come back. And then a couple months later, when Punk is ready, Punk can come back and we can do... If Tony wants to sell out a fucking... Football stadium at any point. If he announces Kenny Omega versus CM Punk, that's money. That is, he could sell out the Jaguar Stadium in Jacksonville. He can sell out a big, big, big venue, a name venue, with that match on the card. It could be, and listen, you could do it on pay per view. You could make a brand new pay per view so it happens. You know, fuck Forbidden Door. It's you know, uh, make it, make it the pe- fucking People's Court call it the people's court and have it come out, have them, everybody come out to do, 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 you know, fucking just everything. Do whatever you got to do because people will buy tickets to that. And like you said, it doesn't even have to be fucking good. It could be dog shit. That match could be fucking awful. It will. It won't be, but it could be fucking awful. And it would be, people would still go, they got us. Because in my opinion, that night at all out, we were uh, essentially shown that, the MJF thing was a work. You know, you, you are you familiar with the MJF stuff where like.
1: Uh, yeah, the little contract negotiations in that. He
0: he called Tony Khan a fucking mark live on television. Um, And it's a great promo if you haven't seen it. I'm, ta- I'm, I'm talking to anybody who hasn't. If you're a wrestling fan at all, that pro- that promo that he cut where he calls Tony Khan a fucking mark is incredible. Nathan, if you haven't seen it, watch it. And then he's not on TV from June 3rd. Right, though, at the show right after fucking Double or Nothing until he comes back in September for All Out. And the whole time he's not on social media, he doesn't do interviews, he's nowhere to be found. And people are thinking, oh, this is it. He's going to sit out his contract until 2024 and then he's just going to show up in WWE. And then people were like, no, he's coming back to work, blah, 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 blah. Then at Double or Nothing, we find out that that was a work and it was very real. It seemed very real at the time. And now that they don't have this like genre bending sort of work involved, well, what's another thing to do? What's the next big thing you can do? Oh, Kenny, the Bucks, and Punk fucking hate each other? Okay. Well, they're all injured in some way and they need some time off. Let's say that you guys got into a big fucking fight. You know? Yeah. That's possible. That's awesome.
1: I mean, it's just, uh, it's probably quite, to play a bit of Devil's Advocate as well, it's probably quite a dangerous for it to go down. Just to like keep making shit up because you have to escalate it every single time. So I'm, I kind of, I don't think anyone would have genuinely been fired, if it was a work. Like I don't know who Ace Steel is, but uh, I feel like if someone's lost their job already, it kind of confirms, okay, this is real. Unless they're going to really fire someone just to bring them back, but that just seems like a bit overkill at that point. So I'm sure it wasn't, but we are. I think we're in the right. We say there's far too much money to leave behind if you're a businessman you got any sense if you want to just do like a one and done if punk wants to come back and just do one thing and then go forever like surely you make the most amount of money you've ever made and then just leave because he does genuinely seem like he is a complete dick
0: yeah i mean listen i'm sure some of the things he said he meant at least some of them i mean if you if, if you haven't watched it nathan i that media scrum is like it's 23 minutes long and it is So why are we
1: doing media
0: scrums like this? He's always done them after like big events and pay-per-views and stuff like that. For whose benefit? Uh, It's because he wants to do a more uh, like sports. He wants to sort of be like the way UFC does it. UFC is like real. (laughs) 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 It'd be
1: like like watching a movie and then having the actors come out in character and do an interview. (laughs) It's just a really fucking good idea, though. (laughs) <laughs> for some of them but you don't get like ben affleck after the accountant coming out and acting autistic jeez <laughs> that was his character's thing everything is a bit silly
0: yeah i mean i mean coming out of this um hangman page it is still very much over as a babyface. people still love him FTR have gotten a decent push um, and we'll get to talk to about uh, FTR next. I I would think that this is where this is going, but uh, um, I mean, Hangman page. Hopefully he gets better soon. He had a pretty scary moment on dynamite last week where he took um, the King Kong Lariat the the wrong way, went down and didn't move. They had to cut away from the ring. They had to loosen the bottom rope. It was like a whole thing. Um, But uh, I mean, coming out of this, a lot of people have gotten more time. Because we're not wasting 15 minutes on a Punk segment and then 20 minutes on the Elite and then 15 minutes for MJF. Now all we have is MJF where he has to get his promos in, which is fine because that's his character. Um, We have Jericho as the uh, Ring of Honor world champion, which for reasons I can't even begin to explain to you, it's working for me. Um, He's just taking out like all former Ring of Honor champions and he's having good matches with them. So great. I think F, I think mm. A I, I think AEW doesn't need them. I don't think they need CM Punk. I don't think they need the the elite as much as they were around. This place was supposed to build new stars, and I think they're doing that pretty effectively without the need. I mean, listen, they got Moxley, they got Danielson, they got Claudio, they got names, but they are built they, to build people is pretty much what I think is necessary here.
1: But I think it's only when you lose your big. It's like it's, it is like an actual sports team where. You only find out how good the rest of your roster is when your stars are gone. So, right. Like when, yeah. So you only find out how good the reserves are at that point. And then you go, oh, crap, we've actually got some gems sat here. But then the dangerous thing at that point is to go, well, we don't need our stars. And it's kind of, But then you've got to think, well, these new guys that have kind of seized their opportunity, how consistent are they? Are these people consistently great? Or are they just fi- seizing an opportunity? Well, can they now run with the ball? now that they've got the ball or were they just there to make a great catch like so it kind of works both ways the elite are still the stars so you kind of need to slot them back in probably but yeah you're right do they now need 10 minutes instead of 20 every episode because we've still got these great guys there so it's interesting times and it's all a balancing act and like it's a great position to be in but i'm also not jealous that tony karnas will try and balance that all Because he also seems insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the dude is writing, what, four wrestling shows a week, is about to start a Ring of Honor television show. I think instead of hiring more wrestlers, which he can't stop doing, it looks like, I think he needs to hire some writers, hire some agents, get some of the workload off of him so he can get a clearer mind. I mean, look, because he's going, he's doing um, AEW. He's got ring of honor on the, like the back hopper. Then he's got the Jaguars and he's got, who does he own in the UK? Was it Fulham?
1: Fulham. Yeah. And
0: and he's got Fulham. So you got to think he's hopping on and off of meetings all day. His brain's in nine different places to begin with. And then just in AEW, he's writing, he's producing, he's running production. He's running gorilla, uh, which I think they, they called it something else on dynamite. Uh, and point is, is they like, oh, they called it the Mongo position, not the Gorilla position, uh, which is weird, because uh, I wasn't aware Steve Mongo McMichael was like that integral to the bloodline of AEW. But anyway, I digress. Um, the guy's in so many different places. He's obviously, I mean, listen, I, to me, the guy looks like he's strung out on whether it be. <laughs> <laughs> medication. He really does. I mean, I, I remember I went in January, I went and saw Dynamite in Newark, and hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm going to go see Bull Gear in November. And he comes out at the beginning of this show, and he's just like, ah, hi ah, guys. All right. Like, and you can see his, his pupils from my seat, and I was on the other side of the fucking building that holds 17,000 people for Devil's Games. Like, and this guy was just like, wigged out and he's got a lot of energy maybe he just loves wrestling that much maybe he's just you know out of his mind in love with the fact that he owns a wrestling promotion maybe or something else is going on and somebody needs to step in and be like hey why don't you let me take a little bit off your plate here and try and maybe run rampage for you or you take care of dynamite because it's yours and it's your baby like you do dynamite i'll do rampage and dark Uh, And then we can come together for the pay-per-views and we can work on stuff because Rampage also is pretty fucking missable most weeks. It's not Sunday Night Heat. It's not it's SmackDown. It's it's nothing most of the time. I mean, they try. God help them. They try. But they do not succeed in making it a must watch show every week. Every once in a while, it's pretty, pretty solid. But most weeks, it's, you know, good matches. No real storyline progression. And then that's it. Yeah. Yeah, everything. Like, if you're gonna do four or five shows, at least make them
1: what like necessary. Otherwise, you're just making content for the sake of it. And he is making content for the sake of it, um, because he's hired so many wrestlers, and so he needs to do something with them all. Otherwise, everyone's going to be fucking miserable because the roster is like the size of a of a small country, and you've only got what the two hours of dynamite and was a bit of re and, and on our own rampage. So there must be a lot of people there who are just frustrated to their eyeballs as well. So it yeah. must be quite like a combustible situation. Because remember, like, a few years ago when WWE just had everyone. Yeah. And they were just hoarding people. And everyone was so mad at them. And then they started releasing people. So everyone was mad at them. It's like that situation. But I think Tony Khan and AEW, they're still, because they're still so young, They people give him a lot of leeway. But you kind of look at it and you go, why do you need all these people? What's the plan? Like, you can't just keep making more and more TV shows and YouTube shows. Like, at some point, the company's just going to fall in on itself because it's it's still... You've got to have a quantity and quality balance.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I like the fact that we don't have a three-hour Dynamite, a two-hour Rampage, a one-hour this. Like, I'm happy that I don't have eight hours of AEW to watch a week, but you need to be able to, like differentiate a little bit and luckily uh, we're getting you know Death Before Dishonor in December the Ring of Honor pay-per-view and then after that it's going to turn Ring of Honor into a separate brand but if Tony is running Ring of Honor and he's running AEW and mind you he didn't buy Ring of Honor at with AEW he bought Ring of Honor on his own so it's his so it's like AEW doesn't own it like the company All Elite Wrestling LLC or whatever the fuck Incorporated or whatever the fuck they are, they don't own Ring of Honor. Tony owns Ring of Honor. So if he's going to be spread even thinner by having to write a weekly television show for Ring of Honor, then I don't know what is going to happen to AEW because every time it seems like AEW is starting to reset a little bit, pick up a little bit of steam, they'll have like an okay episode of Dynamite and then it just takes another couple weeks to start that engine back up again to get the momentum moving again. And I know you don't watch it uh, nearly as much. Um, like, it, it's just, it's just, it's weird that there's, there's so much going on here. And it's a promotion I really love. I don't really watch a lot of WWE. I watch the pay per views for the most part. I'm not going to be watching Crown Jewel, so don't even ask me. Um, it's Ben underscore EBERT if you're going to ask me if I'm going to watch <laughs> uh, Crown Jewel. Um, and then you can yell at me about why I don't give a shit about Jake Paul or whatever his name is. Um yeah, but I I don't know. Logan Paul, it's Logan Paul, not Jake Paul. Jake Paul's the other one who's Yeah, they're both uh, the same. Yeah, well one's still boxing former UFC stars that have in- major injuries and the other one is in WWE. Um but yeah, I I just with with AEW it's just one wild thing after another and there's so many things that they do right, so many things that they do wrong. It's just the wrong things are so glaring that that's all that makes the news. Like nobody really talks about how organically over the acclaimed is, you know? No. And I, I'm
1: sick quite far away from sort of the, the main discussions about AEW. I just really see the headlines and it is quite telling that the headlines are never ever about the wrestling. Like yeah. recently, recently, like in the past, they have been definitely, but like recently, the only things I've seen have been fights or legitimate arguments or people being pissed off that they're not being used, or, like, Andrade tweeting about his whatever the hell he's tweeting about. And it's just, um, it never seems to be about the wrestling. and Which is quite bad, because it is such a good thing to have options in a business that really only had one place to make money for 20 years. And now there's two places, and you can make good money at both. I'm sure AEW is actually probably pretty chill to be backstage at. It's probably not as bad as it makes out, but this stuff needs to stop happening. And there's also just far too much of it in my in my opinion. And maybe I'm wrong, but they're spreading themselves thin as well in terms of it's just too much to keep up with.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot to keep up with uh, with the backstage drama. The uh, yeah, they're like
1: four shows a week or whatever it is. Um,
0: well, dark and dark elevation are miss it. you don't even need to worry they're all squash matches yeah which i've said this privately at my wrestling shows and stuff uh the wrestling shows i work for i'm happy for my friends when they get the call from AEW to be in a match on dark i am happy for them i will not really watch it because i know it's going to be five minutes or less depend not no matter who you are it's going to be five minutes or less and you're just going to get the shit kicked out of you and then you're done. You're not going to show up on Dynamite two weeks later. You're not going to show up in a pay-per-view. You're not going to get drafted into some faction and have some story. You're barely getting your name out there. You look kind of like an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why? I don't understand why some people would do these matches. Like, if you're uh, – let us let me put you into this, Nathan. I want to get your, your, you know, yeah, your yeah. actual opinion on it. You're a wrestler, okay? You've been on the indies for, let's say, ten years. You're a real. You're a pretty decent name. Your rates up there. You, uh, you know, you've held a lot of recognized world titles from indie promotions. You've been in a couple of different countries. Let's say the UK, America, Canada. Um, you know, you have aspirations to go to say Germany, Japan. Like you still have stuff you want to do on the indies. And you're a pretty decent, decently big name. You've won some tournaments. You're in the PWI. You're like high up in the PWI. Let's say upper like fr- between one and 200, you're in that range. All right. Um, all of a sudden, AEW calls and they're like, Hey, um, we would like to know if you would like to come. And uh, we're going to be in, let's say you wrestle out in New Jersey and they're like, we're going to be in Newark uh, next week. Uh, and we're going to do some dark tapings. And uh, we were wondering if you'd like to be in a match and, uh, and see, and then you get there, hang out all day. You talk to a bunch of wrestlers you haven't seen in a few years, cause they've all been signed And you get there and you walk around the building and then all of a sudden your match goes, you don't get an entrance, you get a job or entrance, so nobody sees your character. And then when you're there, you lose in three to five minutes to someone that they're barely pushing on TV to begin with, but they have a name. Would you take that opportunity?
1: Um, No, given the context, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to keep grinding and try and make it in a different way. But I can understand wanting an easy paycheck. But is it worth the fact that your first TV appearance is just you getting being the crap out of? I mean, plenty of people have done that and gone on to become unbelievable stars. But yeah, I get what you mean. Like, it's, it's tricky because it kind of comes down to everything you talk about. We've like Marvel, WWE, AEW, numerous other platforms as well. Star Wars, all of that. There's just so much of them that it's hard to care about any of it. Yeah. Until they do something bonkers and off the wall and different, there's just so much content that, like, what, does any of it matter? Like, I feel like that they have to be so on the nose about the people you should give a shit about that you even stop giving a shit about them because it's so blatant. They're like, this is the one you should care about. The rest of that garbage, that was just filler. And it's like, oh, yeah, but I'm tired now. It's like having spaghetti and meatballs every day for every meal. At some point, you're going to get tired of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, I was going to make this analogy earlier. I mean, sometimes it feels like Tony Khan is trying to be the DC to WWE's more Where WWE had 50, 60 years of lineage and storylines and you know, goodwill for good or for worse with the world. At, at large, WWE was the thing everybody grew up with. Right now, AEW is barely three year, barely three and a half years old. Dynamite's only been on three years. So they don't have that back catalog. They have a handful of pay-per-views a year. They are trying to find their footing. And I get the argument. I hear you people screaming at your phones as you're driving around listening to this podcast. It <laughs> is it is something that that a company... That is attempting to find its footing after only three years shouldn't be, you know, held up to the same standard as a company that has had sixty years worth of lineage. But at the same time, Vince and then, you know, by the transitive property, I suppose, Paul Levesque wouldn't have let some of this shit go down to begin with. No, you know? they would have been they would have been out of the door. We're never to be not to be seen again for at least a
1: couple of years, uh, and especially these days. I know in the in the past, people are going to just tweet examples of stuff that happened in the 80s and 90s. But like you hate to just say different time, but that is what it is like in the modern day, day and age. If anyone does shit, they're most likely gone. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, like, could you imagine if, let's say. Even five years ago, there's a press conference, and let's take the biggest person, one of the biggest people that they got in the company right now. Let's say Drew McIntyre is sitting next to Vince McMahon at a media scrum, and Drew McIntyre has the belt that he just won that night, sitting on a, on the fucking desk, and he's just pounding Greg's sausage and drinking fucking like beers and he's just going triple h doesn't know how to book a fucking show like everything just fucking out of his fucking mind like going off he wouldn't have gotten three minutes into that you no, know they would,
1: have, they would have turned the microphones off and he would have been ushered out and he would never have probably been seen again vince would have vince would have stood up and slapped him and been like leave get out i mean we would have seen him again because everyone ends up back at that place at some point but like um
0: for the most part. But it would have been a while. Do you think... Like, okay. To, to to close up this part of the, the conversation. The CM Punk thing. Do you think we get Punk returning to WWE now? Because I think he's that spiteful. And he would do it. Just mm. to spite AEW. I don't know. Wasn't it Triple H that he had the problem with? Yeah. Yeah, but no, because I think he's
1: too much of an. Um, and I'm not saying it's say, Triple H is, a, is like an angel or anything, but he conducts himself in a business sense very well these days. So I think business wise, they would definitely make an offer if he got released, because they'd be like, "Yeah, there's a lot of money. Can you imagine that Triple HCM? Um, I know Triple H can't wrestle again, but would you can you imagine that promo? Yeah, can you imagine Triple H coming out at the start of SmackDown on Fox? to introduce a returning CM Punk and then have them just throw barbs at each other for like 10 minutes like it's that's as good as a Kenny that's the one time you would pack out a stadium for a promo
0: (laughs) yeah I mean look they Uh, did it when Punk returned after seven years for Rampage last year they went to Chicago his hometown they packed out a gigantic arena for a one-hour show just so we could listen to CM Punk talk for 15 minutes yeah
1: so I think he would do it. And I definitely think WWE would make an offer because money. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I don't, I don't, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what seems more likely because I don't know enough about the situations, but like, um, yeah, there's so there's money on both sides. And at the end of the day, money always wins. So he, he would, he will do one of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, if he's not done with wrestling as a whole after this, if it's not a, if it's not like a work and he's done, And he's just going to sit home and he's going to do, you know, bad horror movies and whatever. Fine. But, I mean, listen, anything's possible. And we're finding out new things almost every day about Mm. this situation. So, I guess we'll see how it ends up. Um, Speaking of money, though, let's talk about Royal Quest Night One. The Mm. main event of that show was the IWGP, Ring of Honor, and AAA world tag team champions ftr taking on um Aussie open one on one for the iwgp world tag team championships uh this match goes i think about 32 minutes um i'm actually just finding out now exactly how long it was um but so this match goes yeah 31 minutes and 59 seconds so 32 minutes um we were talking about it briefly because i was watching it today um, you watched it yesterday? I think. What were you watching? The highlights again earlier? Uh, I couldn't find any. But yeah, I did try to.
1: Um, but yeah, I did watch it. I watched the nearly the entire show, apart from the first couple of matches that I skipped because they didn't look interesting. Um, but yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty. It was a pretty good match. I think the trouble with what I did was I saw all the hype beforehand and I got sucked into the hype. So I was expecting, like, the best thing I've ever seen. Um, so at the end of it, I was a bit like, eh, yeah, it was good. But when you remove the context, the fact that I saw people, like, melting away with joy, uh, it was actually pretty great.
0: Um, So um, the, the match, I, I watched it, and it does start very slowly. But then the sequences in this match, I mean, the use of blood, I mean... First off, the shoot uh, hard way blood that happens just because Dax Harwood and Mark Davis are chopping the fucking shit out of each other was incredible. I mean, really brought some raw like emotion. There was a sequence a few minutes later where Kyle Fletcher gets tagged in and instead of attacking Cash Wheeler, he runs to the corner and just... Like hops up and kicks Dax right in the face, knocking him off the apron. I mean, it was brutal. Um, the uh, Aussie Open using the um, the big rig for the false yeah. finish was excellent. Uh, Cash Wheeler broke up a pinfall attempt on Dax Harwood by legitimately tossing Mark Davis on top of Kyle Fletcher. And it looked like a car accident.
1: I like the uh, the double shelf shooters when the guys are like, slapping each other so they oh, didn't tap out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> when Kyle Fletcher cool. is slapping Mark Davis's bloody face and is just like, "Don't, you're not tapping out! Don't you tap out?" And then they both get to the ropes. All 2,100 people in that uh, auditorium to see this match were just on the edge of their seats. They were standing at periods of time. This was, in my opinion, one of the best wrestling mat or one of the best tag team matches of the year. Uh, still not my favorite FTR match. Uh, the best FTR match of all time was when they were still the, uh, revival and they fought DIY for the NXT titles in the two out of three falls match in Toronto. I think that that was a game changer for tag team wrestling. And this, this was great. Don't get me wrong. This was fucking great. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun, it. I've never
1: seen Aussie open before. Um, Okay. Okay. so this is my introduction to them. And they were really good. It was kind of like an NXT match, wasn't it? Yeah. Now you come to think of it, it was kind of like those old school. I don't know if they do them anymore because I don't watch NXT. Um, But they always used to start with like a hot, but you could pay me to watch it if anyone's listening. Um, But they always used to start with that really hot tag match. And uh, yeah, it kind of felt like that. It was long, but it was also a main event. So it, it needed to, to go the distance. I remember the, um, the the pile driver from I don't know Revival's new names.
0: Oh, uh, what when uh, Dax Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler uh, spiked uh, Mark Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was cool. that was that was wild. I mean, they literally threw everything at each other uh, in this match, and I think that I I mean, listen, it's something I've been saying for months and months and months and months and months and months and months FTR are the best tag team in the world hands down Aussie Open another great tag team this is the way tag team wrestling should be done this match was excellent um I remember at the because the, the, I just finished watching it right before we hopped on this call and um I was standing because I do a lot of things in my room just standing in front of my television I know it's very it's very intense um but uh, what a, like I remember at the end of the match they hit the um they hit the big rig and they score the three and it was just i was clapping i was just like this was great this was fucking great kevin kelly was great on commentary Mm -hmm. for this match as well even though i know why now the show took like a month to come out um was because they did uh post commentary they didn't have commentators like like they didn't fly the commentators to london for this Yeah, we were
1: meant to do this show ages ago to peel back the curtain a bit. And then neither of us realized that Royal Quest wasn't going to be like live. (laughs) So we were just like, oh, fuck. And now now, like three quarters of the podcast hasn't even been about it anyway. So I I remember
0: remember being um, I remember like being home like the following morning and having off that day and being like, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to watch Royal Quest day one, Royal Quest two day one. And then I'm gonna call Nathan and we're gonna talk about it. Just like we did two years ago, where we didn't know anybody's names. We just got blackout drunk. If you can go back and find Royal Quest. It is there. It's there and it's glorious.
1: It was um, pretty good. I don't remember anything about the show now. But uh no, it was Suzuki versus someone in the main event. Uh who whatever he was fighting somebody for something.
0: Um let's find out because i'm on the uh, i'm on the wiki so in the match in the show we had roppongi 3k versus uh T- uh taguchi shoda umino and ren narita don't remember that kota abushi and juice robinson versus the bullet club Yu- yujiro takahashi and hukuleo um then you add Will Ospreay and Robbie Eagles. you remember Robbie Eagles um, no. taking on the Bullet Club? Uh, it was a lot of Bullet Club stuff. Um, yeah, there's so many tag matches.
1: There was a lot of tag matches. Japan there was
0: Pro Wrestling shows. The first five matches are tag team matches, by the way.
1: Yeah, I remember that and being like, this is fine.
0: And then and the main event, it was Okada versus Suzuki for the oh, IWGP Heavyweight that's Championship. Right. That's sorry. Right. And that yeah. match, I remember being very, very good.
1: Can kind of speak briefly, very, very briefly? And I know that people love him, um, so I am going against the grain, which I love to do. But I really don't get Will Osprey. You don't get him? I just don't get it. Like, I, wish, I watched his match at Royal Quest 2, and he came out doing, like, his best Seth Rollins impression. And then he kind of just, like, does cool-looking stuff, does a weird smirk, and then the match continues. And he, but he does it for, like, the entire match. And people are super into it, so I'm obviously the one that's wrong here. But I don't really get why he's so great.
0: Is he just like because they were in the UK and everybody was gonna love him?
1: I don't know. No one seemed to like love him that much. He was obviously like meant to be the bad guy, so he was doing bad guy stuff, but like um I don't know, it just annoyed me, but maybe that's just New Japan's style, is that everything is prefaced by a weird hand motion and a strange facial expression and then someone does a dive.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. It's not that I don't get Will Osprey because I remember I watched the few things he's done with AEW this year, and um, you know that would be fun, a fun thing to do if we just went back and watched Forbidden Door, it, because you don't watch AEW at all, so you'd be like, why is this happening? Why? Who is this? What's going on? Um, but anyway, um, I mean, Will Osprey versus uh, Orange Cassidy is a great match. Um, yeah, so. I don't necessarily disagree with the way that you see it. I just think Will Ospreay comes across as an amalgamation of what's popular and when. Like he takes little things from the things that he likes and then he's just like, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And look at this hand motion I can do with my hands and watch me watch me gain 80 pounds and still be able to do a a 630. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's bigger
1: people that can also do 630. So it's not that cool.
0: Maybe that's the thing
1: as well. Actually, there's so many people that are mad bigger than him doing the same stuff. It just doesn't
0: seem that impressive. Are you are you just not like like? Do you just not get the character, or do you not get like the? Yeah, I don't get what he was. What he, what was he meant to be?
1: Mm. He was kind of like bully um, Spider-Man in Spider-Man Three, Which like, he just kept making weird faces and then doing flips.
0: <laughs> that's a pretty uh, solid <laughs>
1: analogy, actually. Like, which was really cool, but. He did look cool, and he had a pretty good match with some guy. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really get it. Also, he was, like, right in the middle of the show, and I was like, this is this show's going on a bit. I didn't expect it to be, like, three hours. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there we it,
0: are. Was, it was a little long. Um, like, I mean, I didn't watch any of the other matches. I just skipped to the FTR Aussie Open match because, like, I had heard really great things. And I know you had said that maybe you got just caught up in, like, the hype too much. And I guess as a, as a commentator, I sort of am able to just let that go. You know, like, where I can watch something and just sort of uh, remove myself from whatever the hype was. And I just enjoyed this. I just enjoyed this match very, very much. Yeah, I should have done that. Uh, it was, it's my own fault. It was obviously a great match. It was a great main event.
1: Everyone loved it. So, wow. Why would you not just like Jimmy? Everyone Loves this podcast, but isn't going to change.
0: No, no, it's never going to change whatsoever. Um, so I, I think that does it for the wrestling. Unless you have anything else that you would like to discuss. I mean, Crown Jewels coming up. Great. So WWE coming back, back in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Are you going to be? I mean, it's on what like middle of the middle like regular time for you guys?
1: Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. Um, not for any p- political reason because I everyone does everything in Saudi Arabia at this point. So. You can't even just be mad at a WWE. Movie. It's just what's happening now, and I guess like the everyday civilians deserve some like just entertainment. I right, our country are all assholes, and we get all the entertainment. So yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. it's just the way that it goes. It's pretty hypocritical to be like, yeah, they're dicks; they shouldn't get wrestling. It's like, yeah, but we're also dicks, and we keep getting wrestling all time.
0: We get anything we want. <laughs> exactly. uh, I guess we'll keep we'll keep this brief. But the uh, there's only five matches announced, which I think is a nice thing that. Uh, Triple H has done for the brands is that all of the pay per views have only had like six matches. Oh, five, cool. Six matches, which did you watch Clash at the Castle?
1: I did watch Clash at the Castle. Um, were
0: you there because I know it was in your neck of the woods.
1: No, I wasn't there. I did look at getting tickets at one point, but there was the only ones left were like super expensive. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Clash at the Castle was great. It was, um, it was a pretty, it was pretty cool. We got obviously got like. Uh, not Volta, um, Gunter.
0: Yeah,
1: against Sheamus, that was uh, that was incredible. Match was of like night, literally the most brutal thing I've seen for ages. It was just those two huge men just beating the crap out of each other. Um, the main event was pretty good with Roman. Um, I liked everyone singing Edge's song. That was great.
0: That was cool. Um
1: Dominic Mysterio doing the Eddie Guerrero clothesline on Ray was was pretty dope. Um, Finn laughing like a child afterwards was funny. I don't remember any of the other matches, sorry, but they they were they were pretty good. It was a good time.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I enjoyed the show as well. I did watch it because I was like, oh, you know, I gotta, I gotta try and like, you know, make sure to watch these big deals because, like, it was the first time in thirty years, right, or something like that. Um, But yeah, I mean, it 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 is very, it was very good. But this is the the uh, crown jewel twenty twenty two card. We have Braun Strowman versus Almost. Okay that's pretty
1: cool i did, did see that their segment on smackdown did like an insane amount of views did it on really on youtube yeah it like i can't remember the status of but it was like way above like two million the next day after smackdown Jesus, already so which is crazy crazy um which is great great for them like it's not going to be a good match but it's going to be a spectacle and that's the point of it isn't it no one's yeah, putting it on expecting
0: absolutely it, I mean, listen, almost, almost is just going to be in there to lose to Strowman, right? Um, I don't know anything about Omos, so I can't
1: really say, but yeah, two point seven million views in five days.
0: Is that is that the current number? Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Um, yeah. then we have um Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross again, but this time it's in a steel cage. Okay. Do, you have a, do you have any any thoughts about about this one? Because Karrion Cross does nothing for me. I don't get it. Um, I get his wife. I was just gonna make that joke.
1: <laughs> I can't say I get him. He looks like he's um, he's very stiff. Like he's not a man that looks like he can move a lot. Whenever I watch him, he's very robotic.
0: Yeah, he yeah. doesn't really seem like a part of what he's <laughs> actually bit, doing. I
1: think I think Omos versus Braun Strowman is gonna be more athletic than Drew McIntyre with <laughs> Scaring <and> Cross. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, shit. Okay. If um, we got a match that, um, by all accounts, Paul Hammond has been trying to make happen for like the last 14 years or something, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, that's going to be fucking cool.
1: Has that already happened? I thought they've already had a match.
0: I thought that they didn't, and that was... uh. Oh.
1: uh we can... Sure. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley will be another spectacle. This card is
0: ginormous size-wise. Like, yeah, is, yeah.
1: Is anyone under 6'5'' yet? <laughs>
0: I don't think so, no. I mean, this is what they want, dude. Yeah,
1: why would they not?
0: This is what they want. They want big meaty men slapping meat.
1: <laughs> yeah, we all thought Vince was gone.
0: Um, I thought they already had a match. Uh, they did. Yeah, the Royal Rumble. Uh, no, this Sat- year. Saturday night's main event. Yeah, Bobby Lashley versus
1: Brock Lesnar at the 2022 WWE Royal Rumble. Oh
0: that.
1: Maybe he... Um, did someone hit, pull him in really hard in the head and he forgot about it?
0: I might just be... I might just be remembering uh the argument before this happened because i don't i have no recollection but they have also wrestled on saturday night's main event
1: uh back in the day oh okay well you know um, what they can wrestle again
0: yeah Everyone they can it they is can the first time ever again. if
1: you don't remember the other one
0: yeah 100 i mean this is wow this is oh never mind this is a youtube match this is a video game match. never mind uh point being is these guys have wrestled before, but now they're going to wrestle again in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Good for them. And we got the OC, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, who is vacating uh, his uh, never open weight championship by being at this show. Um, are those guys back, are they? I missed that. Yeah, they just came back like two weeks ago uh, oh, because okay. Finn Finn Balor was trying to get AJ Styles to join the Judgment Day, and uh, AJ Styles did like a whole thing where he was like. You know, and, like, I have family. And then he hugs Finn Balor and he goes, but you guys aren't my family. And then the Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson music hits, the Good Brothers music hits, and they come out. And then they all brawled. And now it's going to be a six-man tag team match at Crown Jewel. So it's going to be the Judgment Day, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio versus AJ, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. Uh, And as I threw in there as well, Carl Anderson is, according to New Japan, going to have to, vacate his never openweight uh, championship uh, if he does appear at this show instead of the show that is happening that same weekend for New Japan. And Carl Anderson has said uh, I am I defend the title when I want. Blah 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 blah. I think he has like six or seven appearances left with New Japan. So that's fun that they're doing like a sort of a like little mini story, you know, before uh, he leaves that and goes back to WWE. Yeah, that's Good for them. I'm sure the six
1: people invested in that will really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, (coughs) And then, of course, uh, it's the big WWE Undisputed Universal Championship of the World of the Universe of the Thing match. Roman Reigns uh, defending against Logan Paul in the please, oh God in heaven, do not let Logan Paul beat Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia for this title. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see. Any thoughts? this is no
1: way it's going to be happening. It's a spectacle to get people to watch. And it, to be honest, it will work. I can't even yeah. sit here and insult them for it because like it, so many people are going to watch it just to see him. Um, and by all accounts, I've not watched any of his matches before, but by all accounts, they're not half bad. So more power, to, more power to the guy.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's the card for Crown Jewel as we sit here. I don't know when. It, when is this? It's happening what this weekend. Yeah, so by the time this... Game, yeah, it's
1: happening November this 5th. Saturday. November, November 5th. November 5th, so it's still another week to go. Um, we, It doesn't sound like there'll be a review of it, because I can't say I'm going to watch it.
0: I mean, listen, if you watch it, I'll watch it, and then we can fucking... We can do it. If you watch it, I'll watch it, dude.
1: Okay, I'm making a commitment on the podcast. I will watch it, but I can't say it will be a timely review. No. It will be the last time. review that you need about CrowdRule.
0: Yes, it'll be at least a week removed. I mean, because it's going to happen on the Saturday. If I watch it on the Saturday, then cool. If not, I'll probably watch it the following day after work. Mm. And then I don't have, I mean, I know we should be talking about this off air, but like, I'm not off until Thursday and Friday. So Mm. it'll have to be one of those days.
1: Look, we're not Wade Keller. We're not going to be reviewing the show before the show finishes.
0: Yeah, for real. Uh,
1: Yeah. So the podcast isn't going to be up. It's going to be just as poorly edited despite the week um, break that we have. Um, but we,
0: wait, we do we'll editing still. I wasn't aware we edit these things. Yeah. You know,
1: I just let my dog do it. Okay. Um, well, that's I mean, I edit the podcast in the same way. Christopher Nolan does his sound mixing for his movies.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, and that's us committing to doing uh, the Saudi Arabia show. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: we will be back for the Saudi Arabia show, but Jimmy, it's been great being back on a podcast with you.
0: It has been wonderful being back, Nathan. And uh, you know, I make the same decree every time I'm back that I will attempt to make more time for you and for the lovely people here at Rogue Opinions. Because I mean, I was here since the beginning, and it's only it's only fair that I come back and save the brand. Yeah, pretty much. You're like
1: when um, you're like after Hulk Hogan left Impact. And uh, we had to bring someone in to try and save us. And you're whoever that was.
0: I don't remember who that is, but, oh, was it Magnus? I don't even remember. Um, Magnus? Who the fuck is Magnus? Uh, Nick Aldis,
1: right? Oh, okay. You can be Nick Aldis.
0: I could be Nick Aldis.
1: Yeah. Okay. You're, you're the Nick Aldis of this podcast. And I'll be, who's a guy that Nick Aldis has great matches with?
0: A lot of people, to be fair, Nick Aldis is pretty great. <laughs> okay.
1: I will. I'll be Trevor, Trevor Murdoch. Who I've just Googled is the NWA champion. <laughs> That's interesting.
0: Is he still the NWA champion? <laughs> like like again? again? There
1: you go. I'm Trevor Murdoch.
0: No, you're Trevor Murdoch. Okay. Oh, Trevor Murdoch is still champion. Okay, good. Right. What a, what a guy. And if you, um, let
1: us know your favorite Trevor Murdoch, um, memory at rogue underscore opinion. Uh, you can find me at Nathan Greenaway. Uh, you can find, um, crown jewel on Peacock,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, on the 5th of November, and you can get a free month of P-Doc, a a P-Doc. Peacock peacock by typing in uh, Rogue Opinions is cool into the coupon box.
0: Yeah, do that. And if it works, tell us because I currently don't have the cock and I will be watching it other ways. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an absolute pleasure. I am Jimmy Baxter. You can find me at Mr. Riot on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, don't find me on Facebook because I'm not good at it and I won't talk to you. Uh, Go and check out Pro Wrestling Magic. Uh, We just had our last show last week uh, at the Haunted Kingdom. Great, great fun show. Lots of fun stuff on that show. Use the promo code MAGIC. This isn't a joke. Use the promo code MAGIC uh, when you sign up for independentwrestling.tv, IWTV. And you get five free days. So You can catch up on all the Pro Wrestling Magic goodiness that you want. uh, And you can, you know, if you're not done listening to my voice, by now you can go and listen to me call wrestling matches in a character that makes me sound even worse of a human being than I am in real life. Um, but yeah, and we're at wrestling magic on Twitter. We're at pro wrestling magic on Instagram. Please go and find us there. And also on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for having me back. Thank you, Nathan, for uh, organizing this. And uh, I guess now I'm going to be back next week. So you did it to yourself. You I did do, do it to yourself. myself because I fell back in love with podcasting. What can I say? I, because I got to be here with my buddy I got to do something fun and different, and now it's on. This is on me. It is on you. Oh. And it's on all the rest of you to keep the keep those numbers up, so I keep wanting to come back and save this this lovely company from falling into the ruins of you know where G four ended up. RIP. And let us know. Um, last
1: piece of homework to do is to do acid at your stepdad's place um, and record the entire incident.
0: Oh yeah, and then make sure to send us literally every piece of footage every post and we will feature you here on the crown jewel slash nft slash uh fraser reboot podcast that we will be doing next week
1: yeah good luck to you new moms out there
0: it's a bit yeah it's a big 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 episode next week you guys aren't going to want to miss it i mean it's going to be chock full of information it may need to be two podcasts we'll see. We'll Uh, see we hope that you guys join us also go on hulu and watch reboot it's great um Thank you guys so much for watching or listening or doing whatever it is that you're doing to involve yourself in the Rogue Opinion sphere. I'm Jimmy. That's Nathan. Good night, everybody.